You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Did you know that Podcast Juice is premium content? Well, check out Podcast Juice All Access. Join today and get instant access to over nine years of great classic podcasts, members-only shows, and more exclusive content. Go to PodcastJuice.net backslash all access and join today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PodcastJuice.net. This is the Prince Podcast. My name is Michael Dean. Welcome. How are you? Joining me today, Mr. Sean Hill. I am doing well, ready to uh, see what everybody else is going to say about their Prince picks for the band. So this is going to be a good show. All right. And also, Mr. Ant Pooh. How are you doing, sir? My name is Ant Pooh. And I am funky. <laughs> <laughs> All get, right. that, get that shit out of here. <laughs> well, today, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to give our top picks uh, and put together our individual Ultimate Prince Band lineup. And we're going to use uh, musicians who have played in the Pr- Prince's bands over the years. So we'll hopefully assemble our Ultimate Prince Band. Um, but before we get into that, our last Prince podcast we did, we did the bottom five. And that was, uh, you know, sort of the worst Prince songs or the undesirable Prince songs. And there's a lot of conversation going on on uh, Facebook and on the website. And we really appreciate that. Now, Aunt Pooh actually was not on that show. And he said he had a few things he wanted to put down on the table before we continue. So I'm going to give you the opportunity now. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to, I believe his name was Benjamin D. Brooks. Yes. Uh, the newbie. I, I got to applaud him. He he did his thing. Uh, but I, And I must say, he was on point calling out Big Sexy, asking who vetted this guy. Wow. Seriously, the latter, I, I'm just I'm just utterly disappointed in Big Sexy for calling it derivative. That is a great song. And I, I think the problem, I mean, yeah. There is that um, symmetry with Purple Rain that people say that it feels too um, similar to that. And, that. and even Prince stated that, well, in the books, they said Prince stated that the, the reason why he didn't put it on last as opposed to second on last was because he didn't want to remind people of Purple Rain. But on its own, that song is great. I could sing it all the time. That, that's a dope song. And then Q Storm. Seriously? Scandalous? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm saying it right now. That brother never should be allowed on a Prince podcast again. <laughs> for saying, um, I can, you know what? I can see ladder because it sounds too much like uh, Purple Rain. I can and Michael Dean. I got to get on you for a moment. Black Sweat. Come on. No. That that <laughs> that song goes hard. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. When that little whistle comes in and then that mm-hmm. little the little drums. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. and. Okay, there's only one part I have a problem with is when he said, you'll be screaming like a white lady when I count to three. Yeah, that that that, that was kind of whack. But overall, that that's a dope song. But Q, scandalous, scandalous. I'm going to say this now. He When he come on the show, I say it to his face. That sounds like a brother that I ain't get too much trim off of that song. Wow. <laughs> See, hold on, wait a Meet just, meet me in Temecula. Temecula. Hold <laughs> on. I'm just gonna say, like, dude, if you cannot appreciate scandalous, then I I gotta question your pulling ability. That's all I'm gonna oh, say. Well, we'll we'll leave that for when he comes on. You can you can get at him then. Yeah, so, I, I just had to go off for that. Like, come on. Oh, and so, I don't know who I, said sexy motherfucker. Somebody said sexy motherfucker. Uh, I don't know if it was on the I think it was on the Facebook page. I think one of one of the 
podcast crew says sexy motherfucker. And that person needs they 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 carpool too. So right. I so I survived. I'm unscathed. I, no no <laughs> criticism at my list. Nah, I didn't have too too much fun oh, with that. All, all right, right, all right. Some of your honorable mentions, but you, you saved yourself by making them honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. So there you go. I'll definitely leave your comments on the page. All right, let's get into some of this good stuff here of the Ultimate Prince lineup. So we're gonna what we're gonna do is start and go through each individual sort of instrument and position, and we'll give our picks. Uh, so I would like to start at the drums, right? So in terms of drummers, and I'm here's my picks and sort of the reasons why. Uh, for drums, I would actually pick Bobby Z. Now. <laughs> I'm going to pick Bobby Z as the main drummer. To be clear here. I want Sheila E as percussion. Because I think she is fabulous at that. She nails that. But I want Bobby Z as a drummer because, for me, I want the same drummer who was on the Revolution and, you know, the Expanded Revolution. They, I had no problem with anything that was going on drumming-wise. And I also want him to be there because... It was a more reliance on drum machine and syncing of the two, which I think fits Prince's music perfectly. Now, you may get into some of the uh, 90s and on material where they have a little more live drumming and songs. And that's all cool. But for me and where I want my band to be focused on, I want it to be the core, you know, sort of more original Prince style where it was more drum machine stuff going on live in concerts because they match the records and so that's why i want bobby z because when i know he understands how to do the triggering and all that different stuff with the live stuff accompanying and i think to me prince's music is produced like that so that's why i would pick bobby z if i had a runner-up drummer i would say um michael bland so there you go and Pooh, drummer well, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to be different to some extent, but I mean, you, first of all, you can't really go wrong with uh, most of Prince's musicians, after the exception of Kirky J. So I, I know who, who, who I'm going to select. He can he can pull things off. He can uh, he can stay with Prince, and he's good enough that he can go off on his own and add new layers to it. I'm going to go with John Blackwell. Let's just okay. be honest. Um, if if you if you have any doubt about John Blackwell's skill, go back to that 2004 musicology uh, video uh, from Los Angeles, and he does the sh- uh, drum solo, and he does it. I, I, he 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 fucks with a Michael B. Now we all know Michael B. innovated it. It's it's powerful, but Mike, uh, John Blackwell's playing on that. He won me over. Where I said, you know what? John Blackwell played with him. I think he was his longest tenured uh, drummer. I uh, could be uh, uh, wrong on that, I believe, from 2000. Matter of fact, he's still currently. So, yeah, he is his uh, longest tenured uh, drummer. So I have to go with John Blackwell. That that dude can do it all. He can do jazz. He can do rock. He can do r and I'm going with John Blackwell as my drummer. My backup, yeah, I'm going to go with Sheila. You, you can't not fucks with Sheila. That's who I'd have there. All right. Uh Q-Storm, I believe you have stepped into the room here. Are you there, sir? I am here. All right. And you are funky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you may have missed the intro. We are doing our Prince band picks. 
you know, we're, we're going through each instrument. So we've just started with the drums. I will tell you before this, well, actually at the beginning of the show, and Pooh did have some choice words for you uh, on air, uh, insinuating uh, you maybe you weren't, you're not, you're not able to pull women or things <laughs> of that nature, you know, very inflammatory stuff. So what I'm going to do is cut a quick break here in the show. And I want to allow you a chance to respond. Basically, he was, I think his interest, his problem. Uh, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to get into Ampoo in a minute, but I love how you stirring up shit. Oh, of course. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said it the way I did. Okay. But he was, But I'm, I'm using his words. <clears throat> he was, uh, his problem was. Clear your, your, clear your throat, clear your throat. <laughs> his problem was your not liking Scandalous. And okay. he was questioning, like, a guy who does not like Scandalous. That's what I said, must not be able to get women or things of that nature. So go ahead and answer. Well, that's not exactly what I said. But what you what'd you say? I said that must be a brother that don't ain't able to pull a lot of women if he can't utilize scandalous in his repertoire to close the deal. I guess that now, was better. <laughs> now, is that what he said, Mike? I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, some and some word. Yeah. No, what, what, you tell me what he said, Sean. I, I like oh, that, my, was, I like, that was pretty much it. Uh, we, okay. Dude, I just said it. It's not like I, I, I softened the blow. Come on. Well, I, I would just say that, you know, if Scandalous, Scandalous is not the only uh, slow jam I have to choose from, it's it's not even, it's not, it doesn't even scratch the surface of all the slow jams that are, that are out there from, I don't know, let's see, since 1970 to now. That I would need to use to close close the deal, but let me put it to you like this: Every time I have closed the deal, I did not have any slow jam playing in the background, so I didn't need any help like some limp like some limp brothers do. Oh, <laughs> he's going at your testicular fortitude. Wow, it worked. You know what? <laughs> I, yeah, I, see, I would reply in kind, but. Accuse uh, one of them those sensitive ass Negroes, so oh. I'll just let it pass. <laughs> okay, let's. Because next, you know, he'll be he'll be flying. I'll talk about meet me in Temecula, and I uh, I ain't trying to do all that because you know, I, I, I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. Don't you say I'm sensitive. Sensitive. Matter of fact, I'll spell it another. Go ahead, go ahead. You finish. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, like, I just, it's like I mean, I ain't trying to start no rumors. I just know that your favorite Prince song is soft. And wet. <laughs> now, the thing is, when I was listening to Soft and Wet as a kid, I wasn't wearing my mother's shoes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Here's what we're going to, what do you say, Red Five? We're going to stay on target. Let's, let's go back to, go back to the <laughs> top, top band members. This might get a little crazy. <laughs> uh, hey, how, how are those Kate Upton photos looking? Oh, let's keep it. Okay. Stay on <laughs> well, Mike, my top drummer. Yeah, go uh, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> my top drummer. Uh, I had to, uh, I had to co-sign with Aunt Pooh. Mine Ooh. is, is John Blackwell. Um, I, I actually, I've, I've met him at, uh, at Paisley Park, talked to him for a bit and, uh, saw him, uh, the show that Aunt Pooh mentioned, the, uh, musicology LA show. And, um, also, um, uh, oh, I think it was uh, the One Night Alone um, sound check. Uh, this brother played seven 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 ninety three eleven perfectly. Oh yeah! During yeah. the during the sound check, and for me, I'm like, okay, he's got my vote for the, for the best drummer. I just, I just think that what he can do 
as far as being able just just watching him is a lot of fun. Just watching him play the drums. He he seems to he kind of reminds me of a of a more extravagant Quest Love, but they kind of both just make drumming look cool, and 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 he does. Uh, the the sh- instrumental or intro, yeah, he kills it. He he nailed it. He's nailed it every time I've seen him do it. So, um, that would be my my pick. Now, if if for whatever reason John Blackwell is, isn't available, he's playing for uh, Timberlake or D'Angelo, then I'm gonna pick up the phone and I'm gonna call up Sheila. And say, hey, can you can you come play the drums? Uh, and if for some reason Sheila's not available, I'm, I'm gonna call up as Mr. Dean said. I'm gonna call up Bobby Z. Say, come on out of retirement, bruh. I know you had some heart problems, but come on, come on, pick up the kit. We're going to get it on. So those are my three. I, I really, really, really hated leaving Michael B. off the list. Uh, and there's no slight to him whatsoever, but those three are just, it was, you know, it was either John B. or Michael B. I mean, those two are pretty close together, but I'm going to give John B. the slight edge just from the stuff that I've personally seen him do. All right. Uh, Q Storm, did you have a pick of your favorite drummer? Well, I, you know, I'm not really qualified to uh, to go in with you guys on 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 all this these details because you guys are y'all y'all the shit when it comes to that. But um, I would say if I had to choose, can I can I give you three since I can't really? Yeah, we are doing. We all kind of did two or three. Okay. And well, also, see, I, there's a no more saying I'm not qualified. You've been on the show too many times. Just well, give no, us the I, answers. I, see, for me, I, I just I, I know I really couldn't even tell you the difference. I just like the music. I that's all. Then you, that's all you gotta do. You ain't gotta compare it to nobody. I was, okay, you. well, I would say, um, I mean, Prince in his heyday, he was using uh, Bobby Z was behind the drums. So I gotta go with him. I like Sheila E in the Sign of the Time era, and uh, you know what I would like to see because and you guys are the ones who uh, who hit me to this is that I didn't even know Morris Day was a drummer. I would love to see him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Behind Prince, so mm, I don't know. About I was I was gonna have him as sort of my backup if I could pull somebody else, you know, that wasn't <laughs> in the band. Yeah, I would. I would maybe go with him too. I don't even know if there's any footage of. Him. I mean, I know he plays, but I'm just saying, just footage of him playing drums. I'd I'd like to see that, especially from you know back in the day. The well, only thing I can on, say uh, is Colleen Bacon skin. You know, I was gonna say he played. You, I I was listening to your review when y'all guys did that before oh. I was even a part of the show, and um. I think Mike, you said he was drummers on that, and I was like, "Damn, yeah. I didn't know yeah. they play drums." Yeah, yeah I, I mean, just seeing them play though—that—that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, like I said, from everyone who talks about Morris as a drummer back then, they all say he was raw as hell. Like, that's the dude. And I gotta imagine, like, if them cats are saying it back then, he probably was hella raw. And it is weird that he doesn't get behind it. I wish he would, like, on a, maybe on a time show or just some Morris, get back. You know, like, God damn, I didn't know you could do that. But <laughs> he plays this position, so you gotta give him that. But uh, I picked Bobby Z for the same reason you did, Q. You know. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. Let's go to keyboards. And uh so my picks for keys, um, I do have well, since Prince usually has two key keyboard players on the stage, my picks would be actually the first one would be Patrice Russian. Wow. And I do pick what? her because she did play in the band for a very short second, but she was there, so I uh, have to put her in there. I think that the early Prince is a lot, well, is really sort of into and influenced, and they sort of have that same kind of style a little bit, and I like that style, so 
I would love to have her in that. And then secondly, I would put in Morris Hayes. Um, Again, I think he is just a versatile player. He understands the technology. He understands how to trigger stuff. He's real tech savvy at the different types of keyboards and how to get those sounds. I love the stuff that he's doing in the 90s. Again, there's a lot of loops and different things triggering. And some very sometimes it, it would go off. But for the most part, they were doing some very innovative stuff, in my opinion, particularly with using Prince's background vocals uh, in the songs. And it timed up well and stuff. So I, I love Morris Hay for that. Morris Hayes, excuse me. And I think he's really uh, funky as well. So I would pick those two. Now, if I could pull somebody else that wasn't necessarily in the band, but is very much associated with it, I would pull Jimmy Jam. Like to me, put Jimmy Jam on keys. Funky does all that. But then at the same time, he can play those piano, real sort of lush stuff. I mean, his songwriting, you hear the... You know, Tender Love, that kind of piano playing, the stuff for Janet, all those classic songs, SOS. He would destroy the keyboards if he was in the Prince Band. That was, so I'd be my sort of outside pick. But those are mine. Um, and Pooh, keyboards. Keys, my top three. Uh, number three, and I, I think he definitely is unheralded and very underrated, Ronaldo Neto. I do uh, listening to the One Night Alone tours, the musicology tours where he gets his solo. Uh, I saw one, um, the, again, the Los Angeles uh, musicology show where they did the Take You, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, Baby, I'm a Star, and he's playing that flute instrumental. Man, that was killer. And I, I think he could do any and everything that his past keyboards can do. I mean, at the at the point where he put together that uh, the One Night Alone band, as I like to call them, he got some very good, to, uh, great musicians, and he's killing it. Uh, number two. Can I just say the thing about, I think, I agree with you. He is, you know, uh, an exceptional player. The only problem I have with him, he don't have the stank. He doesn't have that funk to it that I think Princess yeah, Music's I, I, supposed I to. Point. And I think when you get, I'm not, I don't want to say watered down years, but... You know, it's just it is really not that. watered down. I, was years. To say, I don't want to say that, but it's not that urgent. Just, ah, oh, God damn. You know, that one. Like, I don't see him doing and he probably does, but I don't think he has the stank even that my man Fink, you know, was able to just lay down uh, on head and different things like that. I think he can reproduce anything, but I just I think he's a session dude. That's my opinion. Wow. OK, well, you need to go back and listen to. Uh, no, he's exceptional. Uh, I'm not saying he's not great. I'm like joint repetition. He was he was in he was doing that thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ballad of Dorothy Parker. He was killing it. So I, I think he's capable. It's just that he. Uh, I mean, I mean that was a that was pretty much a, j- a jazz session. Do you remember? I agree with some of those shows they did. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's, he, he got it. I think he can bring it. You sure? Sell him a man short. Sell him a man short. I guess so. I'm just for me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want a jazz band for Prince. That's my only thing. Because that's not Prince. Yeah, okay, good point. Uh, number two, gotta go, Wendy. She knows what she's doing, and she can whoa, put whoa, her whoa, behind whoa. the Wendy on the keyboard. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm sorry, Lisa, Lisa, I'm sorry, Lisa. Hey, old habits die hard. Sorry. Uh, he gave her a nice little piano solo, and I mean piano, not key piano solo, 
and she's capable of playing any and all of his music. And number one, Fink, Duke, Duke bring it. I think he, I think he, yeah, he is the longest tenured member, or the key keyboardist. Uh, we have to look that up. And uh, yeah, Fink, Duke can do it all. All right, Sean Hill. Already, I broke mine up into two sections. I did keyboards and I did synths because I think, uh, like as you said, they, he usually uses two and one does one, one does the other. So uh, for uh, keyboards, um, I'm definitely gonna go all the way with Lisa. That would be uh, that'd be my first uh, first pick uh, for obvious reasons. Let me ask uh, a question just real quick. What, yeah. what was what did Lisa? On keyboards in, in the concerts, what what stood out to you that was like, damn, she blew it out? Um, she got a solo during the 1999 tour. Uh, I think it was the intro to um, "How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore." I I I think either that or with you. It was one of the two. And then uh, her playing on um, um, the Prey tour, she had the solo on um, "Another Lover." The piano the, thing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, during the during the costume change. Okay. Um, now, as far as the other two, since I mean, I, I picked Bonnie and uh, and Renato. For, oh no, oh bon, uh, Bonnie. I didn't pick a third one. So those would be just those two. It would be uh, be Lisa and, and Bonnie Boyer. And again, with Bonnie, I mean, there really isn't a whole lot of document of her doing anything, you know, exceptional. I just like her as a background vocalist, you know, to be able to sing some of those uh, some of the background stuff. Okay. All right. And then let me do synths real quick. Uh, for synths, Dr. Fink. I mean, is I don't think there's a question on that. Uh, second would be Renato. And third would be uh, Tommy Barbarella. All right. Uh, Q-Storm. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go with uh, – actually, it's interesting. Um, I, I have to agree with you, even though I couldn't tell you – that this guy has this skill set or whatnot, uh, or speak to anything specifically, but I just get a sense that I, I, I agree with you, Mike, 100% about Renato Neto. I mean, I don't know if maybe I heard something when he was soloed on it, but you you put it perfectly. He does to me. I think of session artists when I when I when I um think about. I think it was on. The, was he playing on the um, Welcome to America tour? Was he on that tour? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He did a solo, and it was nice, but it was like something you would hear behind Kenny G. And wow. he never, I don't know. He, he, I, I think of Prince in the new era with his more safe, less risky sounds and his more clean, polished sounds when I think of that guy's name. Maybe it's because I've been listening to you guys talk about it, but for me, it just starts and ends with When Doves Cry, keyboard solo, still one of the best keyboard solos in the history of recording as far as i'm concerned so i'm going with matt fink all right okay next up this would be an easy one uh horns <laughs> uh i hey uh, eric lee's sax lana bliss trumpet that that's it for me uh i don't even gotta say enough said uh and poop uh well you know me i gotta uh I got to be the habitual line stepper and take that left. I'm going to go with Candy Dolphar. <laughs> what? Nah, go ahead, man. 
Excuse me. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> and and Najee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what double wow? Whoa. Explain yourself, sir. Look, I again I remember the hidden run tour, Najee doing a solo of father song that killed it. And then he did it. He had another solo of a God. So I'm like, I need that dude. That dude right there. And Candy on the uh on the uh musicology tour and the one night alone. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear that. Okay. Let me Well, let, let me let me let me let me quickly defend uh Aunt Pooh real quick as far as Najee. Uh this is a true story. Uh for my wedding, uh the song that uh Deb walked down the aisle to uh was uh Najee playing God on the hit and run tour in Virginia. Thank so you. So uh, let me just say this, Ampoo. Yes, sir. You can no longer question Q Storm on Skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? And I also that, that just came down from the top. And I also <laughs> co-signed that. Pretty soon, the Prince Podcast is going to be me and Mike. <laughs> Big sexy. I respect your choices, but and I and Najee's a bad one. Hey, I'm not. But come on, man, Eric. Reeves. I would take Najee over uh, Atlanta Bliss every day on the week. Every day oh, of the week. Lord. Okay. Blasphemy. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Najee over Atlanta Bliss. Now, Eric, yeah, you know, you can't fuck with him, but I'll take Atlanta Bliss. Yeah. So Easy. so Candy's blowing out Eric Lee's. No, I just like her diversity. I'm sorry. Okay. Oof. There you go. All right. He has spoken. Sean Hill. Uh basically just what you just said about Eric and uh, Atlanta Bliss, cosign that. Uh, there's no competition <laughs> in the story. All right. Q-Storm. Yeah, uh, it, it's very clear that one of us uh, likes soft jazz. <laughs> soft jazz. The moist remix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I want to say for the first time, I'm 48. I don't listen to Najee. Okay. Uh, but yeah. yeah. It sounds like I mean, you listening to Jay-Z. Like, come on. <laughs> um. I, I mean, t- to me, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but Eric Beats is the guy who gave Prince that sound that is so um, identifiable with Prince when, whenever there's a horn s- section. Um, I'm assuming, and Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Eric Leeds is the guy playing horns on all of his Madhouse stuff? Yes. Okay, course. see, come on now. And then when we did the, um, we did the um, what was that review we did? Not Was it the Val? Yeah, Volume. Mm-hmm. Just the two cats. You put it best, Mike. I, I'm gonna try to do like you did. You had me dying. You said um, you was talking about how Prince has this what 20 piece uh, horn set now in his band, and when he played on Arsenio and all that, and you was like, them 20 cats can't hold a candle to Eric Lee's and Atlanta Bliss. And I saw it for my own, for myself when we reviewed the volume uh, concert. Th- those two playing together on um, uh, "Gonna Be a Beautiful Night." I mean, just drop, the mic, just drop the mic and walk off the stage. Shut off the lights. Close the door when you're finished. Yeah, I mean, Eric Lee's one of the tight moments. Go back to the Sign of the Times movie. Never take the place of your man, and he just jumps into Rock Hard at the Funky Place. It's over. So, 
you know, for me, well, if we're going to talk about it real quick, just favorite Eric moments. Mine is definitely, and I know I mentioned this before, uh, the parade tour, the um, the extended head section, especially Detroit. Mm. P- Prince is on the ground, and Eric, give me some horns. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and then lastly, uh, uh, another lover. When that yes. video first dropped, you know, before the twelve inch, and they had that, they added that horn part in the middle. Yes, it's oh. all over. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Ah. But all right, but we gonna go. But we gonna we gonna hold right, right with that Najee <laughs> and Candy. Shout out to both of them. That should be the but, that should be the headline on the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Best horns, Najee and Candy. Let's see why they listen. What the fuck? Hey, can I can I just say real quick? Um, I I wasn't I wasn't necessarily I wouldn't say anything negative about Candy. She played on um, Party Man, right? Yeah. And that was a nice jam. But I, when you guys were talking about when we were doing our least five uh, favorite Prince songs, I um, I YouTubed uh, Life of the Party, and she was leading that song, and I was like, okay, you just lost <laughs> every. Also, respect that I had for you. <laughs> Did y'all ever hear that story? I don't know if it's true or not. And actually, it might be because she told the story. Uh, I guess it was the musicology tour. Uh, you know, Prince said, "Turn around," right? And then Candy, I, like physically turned around, like she, <laughs> she, not doing, not playing the turn around. She actually turned around, like she didn't know what he was talking about. Mm. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a, it's a nice anecdote. Right, where, where. And, you know, honorable mention, I would, you know, you can't forget Maceo Parker, like Godfather. Oh, yeah. Godfather of this shit. Uh, a lot of these cats base their shit off of him. Uh, that would be my backup. Like, okay, if you're going to, if you got the backup, then you go to the original. Um, though I don't necessarily think he fits Prince's music per se, as much as Prince wants to do James Brown. But I, I have to give it up to Maceo. I mean, he's the originator. When I was in Minneapolis for the uh, celebration, uh, he did the hit and run show, and he brought Maceo out for um, the work, and that was it. And Najee played the entire time. Now I'm thinking, you got Maceo Parker in the house, and you got Najee in the house. I'm sorry, <laughs> you gotta go with Maceo Parker. Just don't give him a come on out play. All right, Maceo, peace. No, no, no. That's Maceo Parker. Yeah. All right, let's head over to home base. All right, so uh, my picks for base um, from the band members, I would pick Sonny T. Uh, for me, with a couple reasons. One, I believe that uh, Prince actually looked up to Sonny as a younger dude when he was coming up, and Sonny was that guy on the, in the neighborhood that everybody was, that's the dude. I think... More so when Sonny came in the band, the bass was brought to be in prominence. One, Prince started playing just outright bass on stage and was killing it. But Sonny, you could hear his shit in the show. Like a lot of times, some of these bass players, they would be spotlighted in certain parts of the song. But to me, Sonny, when he was playing, you could hear his shit in all the songs. And I love that. And his shit was dope. Uh, he, he goes deep. Uh, so I would pick Sonny T as the first pick. Second pick, I would have to go with my man Brown Mark. Uh, again, the Revolution era, basing when they was getting it in, 
Brown Mark was doing the damn thing. You know, them breakdowns and the extended. Uh, I, I, would, I go with that all day. So I would have to give it give it to him. Now, if I could pull somebody outside of the thing that was still associated, I would love to see Terry Lewis be in the Prince band because I think Terry would bring so much heat as well. But my top pick would be Sonny T. Uh, and Pooh, redemption time. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck your redemption, all right? <laughs> Like Seattle ain't that far of a flight. Oh Lord! Now you want to meet me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three on base. I'm gonna go with Rhonda. No, nobody, no commentary. Good. Wait, wait, just go ahead. Just do your thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm gonna go with Rhonda. I like Rhonda. Rhonda can uh, was good on that. Uh, the from '96 to what 2008. I fucks with Rhonda. Rhonda is dope bass player. Number two. I'm going to go take it all the way to the back. I'm going back to the original. I'm going back to the Rebels. Andre Simone. Okay. Not only can I do, I mean, if you listen to Sexy Dancer, that, that dude kills it. And he just has that swag and personality that really helps, uh, uh, get, brings the band and, and just like, don't fuck with them. I like that band, that lineup of the band. Which show I like his bass playing. You're talking about bass playing. Yeah, uh, the Paris show. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, he kills it on the Paris show. Number one, I'm I'm saying it. His, he's, to me, he's his best bass player ever. Levi, that dude kills it with the Sign of the Times and Love Sexy tours. And he he brings again. He brings that swag. He brings a personality to the live shows, and he kills it on the bass. Wow. Okay. Levi, number one. All right. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, sir. Explain, explain the uh, the exasper- exacerbation on that. <laughs> no, I don't necessarily agree, but I can respect your choice. Okay, it's all defensive, right? You need a man. It's all right, bro. Oh. Hey, bro I, I'm, the, I'm the sensitive one, right? I, I was the sensitive. One. <laughs> I was messing with you, man. All right, uh, Sean Hill. All right, this was the hardest one because I don't think he's ever had a quote unquote bad bass player. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I don't think that he has. Uh, but so for me, and I'm kind of surprised that this name got mentioned just now because that would be my number one pick is Mr. Andre Simone. Uh, I I just I would just love to see him play. I mean, he really you know during the he was there during the early years, the raw years. Of course, we talked to him and you know heard about a lot of that stuff too so i would just love to just just see the two of them work together again so that that would be the first call i would make um number two would be i think mr dean's top choice brown mark um just some of that stuff he did on the purple rain show and those extended mixes yeah just just raw now number three is the toughest because there are three that are in the running uh levi sonny and Rhonda. Uh, and I think they're all good in their own different uh, perspectives. But I'm going to give the slight edge uh, to Sonny T. Mm. Because because of the uh, the the Paisley Trio years, <laughs> I, I think uh, the stuff that they were doing, uh, you know, w- during that time frame was, was off the chain. So slight edge to Sonny T, but no disrespect to Ron and Levi either. All right. Uh, Q-Storm. Yeah, I'm just gonna go by like I say. I I, I hear it and I like it, so I got to pick uh, Levi because he played during Love Sexy and Sign of the Times, and he was killing it in that uh, the Volume Tour concert. 
But <clears throat> I got to go back to it's the same song, When Doves Cry, that breakdown in that, was the Syrac- Syracuse, right? Mm-hmm. The Syracuse concert? Yep. When he comes in with that, that was so, that, that that just blew my head open. So, and that was uh, Brown Mark, right? Yep. So I got to go with him. Yeah, I know exactly what moment you're talking about. <laughs> it's nasty. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to guitar. On the guitar, as Terry, <laughs> Terry Lewis would say. Um, so this is a tough one to me. I, I'm going to give him two guitar players because a lot of time he does have two guitars. And for me, for my picks, I got to do it. So first off, get it out of the way. I would put Wendy in there. She's uh, just dope. I got to say nothing. The second one I would pick actually is Miko. Uh, both of them are ridiculously dope rhythm guitar players. And I think when Miko came into the band and then we had Wendy, to me, that's some of the most spectacular funky type of chicken scratch stuff i'm hearing and then i got to give it to miko because once you get into sign of times and that love you know love sexy era per se actually in love sexy and you listen to those after shows miko's doing some nasty stuff and i will give some props to miko levi combination when they be going back and forth uh, when he said i heard you was from the cribs and you they start ugh. That stuff is crazy, man. Um, Damn Nero might be a little better than Wendy, but nostalgia and other reasons I got to put her in there. But Miko and Wendy would be my top two guitarists. Um, If I I give honorable mention to Mike Scott. I think Mike Scott is a dope-ass guitarist as well. Really? Yeah, man. Uh, I almost picked him. I almost did. I think of um, the beautiful, not the beautiful experience, but... uh, I forget what they call it. The one where they're playing uh, overseas in London and Shaka Khan starts the show and then Larry Graham comes in and then Prince does that, the last part set. And they're doing, uh, <clears throat> what? God, I'm so stupid. Come on. Come on. And he's like, uh, Mike Scott, some funky black man on the guitar. Son. He just, ah, he was just going in and rhythm guitar is so filthy. Um, and then lastly, if I could pull somebody else from the camp, I would love to put Jesse Johnson as Prince's guitarist. Boy, that combination Ooh. would be ridiculous. That would be some fun for sure. Yeah, that would be nuts. First, of course, Jesse holds down rhythm guitar all by himself. But then when you want to get into some epic guitar shredding and you put them two on stage battling... Boy, they, you can already know. Then he could turn down my amp. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you already know that would be going on. Turn it, turn him down. You know, I told you not to do that line. You know, it, it would already be going down. But those would be my picks. This is another Prince lore that I've heard, and maybe you guys have heard it too. I, I had heard back in the day that he, uh, he being Prince, made the. Uh, Seven 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 ninety three eleven guitar solo so intricate and so complicated that he didn't think anybody would be able to play it. But of course, yeah, I never heard that. I would imagine coming off of what he did on the get up, get it up song. If you can't, I don't think it's any more intricate than get it up solo. Was crazy to me, but I don't know. I've, I've never heard that. 
I, it's in, I want to say maybe the Possessed book, but I, I, I've, I've read so many books, they all kind of run together now, but it's in one of the, one of the many Prince books. All right. Uh, and Pooh, who's your uh, guitar picks? Uh, I got to co-sign your honorable mention for Jesse Johnson. I always remember during the uh, the Minneapolis, uh, I think it was the 1982 show where it was Vanity, Time, and Prince. Uh, they were doing uh, 777-9311. And when uh, Jesse goes into that uh, solo, he does this move with the guitar where he's like, he's it's like he's sword fighting. That's the best way I can describe it. And still hitting Every every uh, stroke of the guitar, brilliantly. So yeah, Jesse Johnson, I fucks with that dude. Uh, my uh, top three, uh, number three. Uh, yeah, number three, I gotta go with Dez. I, I went back and forth between two and three, but I, I got I gotta go with Dez. Dez was a killer rocker, rock guitarist, and he definitely he had that image, and uh, I, I love seeing his playing on the uh, the Paris show as well as the uh, the Minneapolis show, and he he kills it. Number two, Wendy. And I, the reason why I give it over Wendy, both Wendy and Dez are both capable guitarists and they're this close, but I got to give the edge to Wendy for that opening chords of Irresistible Bitch on the uh, the Purple Rain tour. That, to me, puts her over the top of Dez. I've never seen Dez play anything that funky. Again, now I got to uh, put a caveat. I haven't seen. I say he's not capable, but I haven't seen it. And number one, this best guitarist of all time, in my opinion, Miko. That dude is the man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Sean Hill. All right. Okay. This list I broke down into two lead guitar and, and rhythm guitar. Uh, so for uh, rhythm guitar, uh, number three is Dez, Dez Dickerson. Uh, number two would be Miko. And I think the obvious answer for uh, rhythm guitar on for Prince would be Wendy. If, almost for the same reason that Ampu just said, that irresistible bitch intro. And and just, again, more not more nostalgia, but just still all the contributions that she made and just the two of them working together. I just think that she brought out a lot of a lot of uh, different aspects of his, you know, musicality during that time frame. Now, for lead guitar, I'm surprised no one's mentioned this name. Uh, but the only person that it could be would be Prince. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I To me, it's a given that he would play, but I was thinking more so, like, I don't I, want him to have to be the lead guitar player, but I just, I hear what you're saying. Though. You know, but you know what I'm saying. If yeah. anybody's going to play any solos, any shredding, Damn it! It better be Prince. <laughs> well, yeah. In terms of the, sh- the the actual solos and stuff, that would be him. But and, I even you feel know, like I guess when I even look at the Revolution, he played lead with Wendy. But I, I don't know. It just seemed like when you get to the the second Revolution and of course Sign of Times and Love Sexy, he's not playing the lead guitar. Like, but you know, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, during the during the eighty the parade period, I mean, he he gave a lot of guitar duties over to Wendy. Not, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. I mean, he did pick it up during Purple Rain. I, I think he played a little uh, during Head as well. But like I said, I I you know I want I want that guitar sh- constantly strapped to his back <laughs> okay. and and not dancing with uh, Jerome Brooks and and Wally. All right, uh, Q Storm, who's your picks? Let me ask you a question real quick. Um, I know Miko. 
I'm trying to think what what period was he playing with Prince? Uh, he without? was in the parade tour. Then he took over in uh, Sign of Times and Love Sexy, and the new tour. Yeah, man. I I don't know how you guys can pick people, man. I just. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going to play the nostalgia card. I mean, <clears throat> okay, so now that I know the, the time frame of Miko, um, and so he would have he been playing on the Black Album too, right? Yeah, he was all that, man. Damn, okay. But I'm going to go with Wendy <clears throat> because I think of that guitar solo in Kiss. I think of the, the lead in, like you guys were talking about, Irresistible Bitch. Uh, just, and, and, and the thing about her, she, she's attractive. She brought like that diverse angle that Prince was going for, you know, trying to do like the Sly and the Family Stone type of thing. Just the image she brought to the band, that sexy kind of sidekick. And, you know, Prince was a sexual being back then, and, and she just complimented that. So, I mean, this girl was willing to get down on her knees in front of an audience to film uh, 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 simulated fellatio on Prince. So, I mean, I, I just got to give wow. up for playing... <laughs> And for her, for being bold and not being fearless. Like uh, I said, a brother doesn't close the deal much. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Go, keep going. That what's that mean? What's, what's, what does what I say have to do with that? Because you just thirsting after a uh, chick that gets down and imitates <laughs> fellatio. But, uh, but, you, but you call me out. <laughs> I never said that I was thirsting. I said the fact that she was fearless to do that. That's in a little, yeah. That arguably would be a little suspect top sort of talk. Like, man, it's because she was on her knees. That's why I picked her. But go ahead. This is your thing. Man. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying that she was willing to do what it. She was willing to do whatever it took okay. to make the act work. That's all I'm saying. All right. Mm-hmm. So, when, so Wendy is your number one. Did you have any backups? Well, I said um, Miko, and then. Uh, you know, I wasn't even thinking of Jesse Johnson because I think of him as a solo artist. He never, he never formally played with Prince, did he? Not in his band, per not in the Revolution, though. Right, right. So yeah, I would say I would love to see, I would love to see them on stage together, like you, like you were saying. But um, yeah, I got to go with Wendy as my number one. Okay, all right. Um, now, some of these next ones, I don't know if you guys have any other additional categories here, but I did, and you know, we'll, we'll ask you guys this uh, because it is a part of Prince's stuff for a lot of times. Um, <clears throat> dancer, you know, he's always got to have some sort of foil with him, uh, on his stage. So I'm going to pick, uh, I go with Kat. Like I just, when she came out to me, that was such an impact to me and everything she was doing. I was just like, damn, well, she's fine. And what, what is it? So I have to, I say Kat, um, and Pooh. Well, far be it for me to copycat, uh, Cat, I feel, was best at um, bringing his music to dance. If if you, if you feel what I'm saying, like the best, like she came up with the best routines and the best way to interpret his music through rhythmic form. However, my tie. Woo! I'm sorry. What's her name? <laughs> my tie. My my tie. My tie. My time. Look, as fine as she is, I don't need to know her name. All right, how to pronounce her name? My time. My tay. My tay. <laughs> Maddie. Let's call. Let's call it with her name. Is Maddie? All right. That's an al- my tie is an alcoholic drink. Just so you know. Well, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to sound. Now you got to sound like a scholar we made <laughs> from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> 
She would be up on that stage, and I swear, if she could get away with it, she would be sex and prince right on stage. She just brought this level of of just fucking pure fuckery and sex and the dance move that I think nobody else could fuck could touch. So I'll go with her. All right, uh, Sean Hill. Uh, I, I it was funny. I was going to do this uh, category, and I said eh, we probably won't do dancer, but I would definitely have to go with cat, cat. Uh, uh, Maite, uh, and then actually, uh, diamonds, diamond, not diamond, diamond, and uh, and pearl. Okay. If I was gonna do back, if I was, if I was my second choice, it would be Jerome with the bodyguards. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had to do a second choice, she wasn't there long, but I just think she. Uh, what's the chick? It's a recent. It was a while ago. She's like a ballet dancer. Uh, oh, uh, oh, the she's black, right? Yeah. She's yeah, like she was, she, was, she was there for a hot minute. Yeah, but she did the. I can't think of her name right now. Not uh, the twins. No, uh, no, no. She wasn't. She only was in them for maybe one tour. She's Gen- a, Geneva. She's, she's a famous dancer. Yeah, in, in regular, you know, that's her. She was a, She danced on the beautiful ones in the Welcome to America tour, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I just can't I think of when you see her, you'd be like, oh, okay. But yes, yeah, she. <laughs> um, Q-Sor. <clears throat> Misty well, this, Copeland? Yeah, there you go. This one, I, I you know, uh, it's kind of a shallow bench, and uh, I can't think of anything that Maite has done that has left has that has left an impression on me. Other than when I think of Maite, the only thing I can think of is when she went on Jay Leno and rolled quarters on her stomach. I can't think of anything else she did that has any. Yeah, I need to find that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it was. I'm sorry, she was it was on Arsenio. Arsenio. Yeah. It was Arsenio Hall. Yeah. Um, and I think it was dope though. I, I, I agree. Cat, you know, I, she just uh, she's fine. I mean, her body's fine. Her face is just okay. There uh, you go. Her body's fine, but her dancing, I just it didn't. She she just. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it, she looked silly to me when she was dancing, <laughs> like she was having an epileptic seizure or something. I, wow. I so <laughs> so who would you pick, sir? I, if I had if I had a gun to my head, I'd say Cat because she's the only one that left an impression on me. But it was a bad one. All right. Um, wow. I have another another category um, which I think should be essential uh, is background vocalists. Uh, oh, wow. So I'm going to pick Susanna and Rosie. Um. As I overthink this now, I would probably have picked Susanna and maybe Lisa. Because what I want to have is that female harmony that he had so great in a lot of his music during that, you know, you know, uh, parade days and all that. And they had it in the the uh, hit and run parade show very well with Susanna and Wendy and Lisa. So I would really want, I want that part to be always a part of Prince's songs, especially live. I just think he needs to have the female voices backing him up because they're in his music. But I say Susanna and Rosie because they're two different contrasts. Rosie can blow. And she has her voice contrasts very well with Prince and some of his stuff. But at the same point, Susanna, it's not a super vocalist, but her voice along with like Wendy and them is what you hear on a lot of those classic records. So I would want that to be put onto the show. Those are my picks. Uh, Ampoo, do you have any picks? I would go, what? (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I'm watching this. The Arsenio Hall performance. Watching Rosie do the cabbage patch. <laughs> I'm like, what? Rosie? Anyway. That's, that's probably not a pretty sight. <laughs> it was, actually wasn't that bad. Uh, for my uh, backup singer, I would go with Bonnie. Bonnie kills it. I, I said this before. I know it's blasphemous. She does a better rendition of Chain of Fools than I think Aretha. She slays it. And my backup, uh, my second round picks would be uh, Shelby J and Liv Warfield. Okay. Uh, Sean Hill. Uh, Susanna and uh, uh, and Bonnie. And I, f- and I should mention R.I.P. Bonnie, Bonnie Boyer. I forget what year she died, but she's no longer with us. But definitely a, uh, uh, a very good vocalist. I I give her a slight edge over Rosie. I don't know. Just Rosie just kind of grated on me after a while. She just, I don't know, just something about it. I think I want to say Bonnie had a little more soul, but I just think that I just like, I prefer listening to her sing more than Rosie and maybe because Bonnie was on a lot of those uh, after shows too and there are not many circulating around with uh, Rosie on them so maybe that's why uh-huh. I, I think what it is is that Bonnie played her position she was a she was a, a backup singer she was a, a vocalist in the background whereas Rosie is, you know <laughs> she looked like she tried to take over I'm sorry she sounded like she was taking over but that was that was per Prince though I mean he he wrote a lot of that stuff for her. And she was supposed to be uh, featured on the Symbol album, too, but she left the, the band. Well, you know, Prince didn't do everything right. So. <laughs> yeah, I would say Rosie really shined for me on those the new tour, man. When you yes. saw her on that. She does a, um, I forget which Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin song that she does. I think it plays in the credits on one of those. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. That, oh, God. She tore the shit out of yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and then... Um, you know, they go into the to Janet Jackson song. I thought that was really good. You could questionable rapping, but I mean, she did sort of hey, have Prince, that. Let me rap. She did have that little <laughs> thing. But anyway, um, Q Storm. Well, this is interesting because I I, I don't know. I, I don't consider any of those. I'm, I'm sure they are. But what makes those women that you guys are naming great is that they were great vocalists, not necessarily great background vocalists, you know? Because um, when I think of background vocalists, I just think someone that can harmonize in the pocket and 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 leave room for the lead vocalist to play around. That's that's what I think of. But I mean, obviously, you're talking about great vocalists. Yeah, Rosie Gaines. I have her. I have her one album, Bonnie Boyer, uh, who killed it on um, on the um, Forever in My Life uh, solo that she did on uh, Sign of the Times. Now, if I can say just strictly background vocalists, these 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 women don't necessarily shine up front, but I could see them harmonizing with Prince. I would say um, the woman who did, uh, I don't, uh, what's her name? Liana Lahavis, is that her name? Liana Lahavis. Oh, the one from. Uh, Clouds. Yeah, Clouds. Clouds, yeah. yeah. Her, uh, I actually like um, the girl from uh, from Third Eye Girl. And, Hannah? Uh, one, but see, again, I'm, I, I clarified it. These are women who. You wouldn't put them. <clears throat> you wouldn't put them and lead, but you would have them. How do they? Who who are the vocals that complement Prince's lead the best as a background vocalist? That's what a background vocalist is, the way I see it. So I'm I'm saying Lahavis. La, 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 La well, what is she uh, saying? Background that made you like she's better than anybody else he's had with him. What's that? 
I'm just curious, what are you drawing from from her? She's rather recent. Was there something that uh, you say? Uh, the the rec- not not the live version that he performed on uh, what was what uh, on Arsenio? Was it Arsenio? No, Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Live. That was horrible. But her vocals <laughs> complement his vocals, I think, perfectly uh, on the the studio version of Clouds. I mean, they sound like one unit. I mean, they both the vocals mm-hmm. are perfectly in the pocket. Now, some of that might have been. Pro Tools doing some sliding left and right, but sure, I thought I thought she sounded good. And but I would also say, um, y'all gonna clown me, but what's your girl's name uh, with the nose? She had the album on. Uh, she had the one album on Lotus Flower. Br- what was her name? Bria. 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 Get the fuck out of here. Bria. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I, of all of Prince's this, female proteges, she had one of the better. I mean, it wasn't anything mm-hmm. strong. But she had one of the better vocals, I thought. Uh, wow. So I got two honorable mentions. Uh, one, uh, Jill Jones. Yes. Oh, God. She, yes. yes. A good one. Jill uh, and two. In terms of background vocals, you go back to the classic records, that's her on them records. She, her voice. Give me an example. Of, okay, well, maybe I'm not aware. Give me an example of one of the classes she sang on. Uh, 1999. 1999, Lady Cab Driver. <laughs> I mean, pretty much any one of those songs. And I would, and probably would have easily been number one if she had stayed in the band. Well, maybe not number one, but you know, easily top uh, would have been Patrice Russian. I would love to have seen how she would have done on a full tour. As oh, a background vocals? Yes. Interesting. She sang with Prince. When did she sing with him? Uh, Electric Chair, <clears throat> um, SNL um, performance. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she was my top keyboard pick. Uh, actually, can I can I give an honorable honorable mention to Andy Allo? Of course. Okay. I could see her being a good background vocals. I I need to see more because uh, she she has a very distinct voice that I don't know if it compliments Prince that she. I mean, if, I mean, if you, I mean, from uh, Mike's criteria uh, and yours is in the pocket that actually ha- enhances and harmonizes with the song. I think Andy has a, a, a dominating vocals. Well, let, let me let me give you another example of what I mean. <clears throat> what's the what's the uh... The drummer's name from uh, Third Eye Girl. What's her name? Y'all guys think she's so fine. What's her name? Hannah, and she is. Go listen to the song Tic-Tac-Toe. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, where they are both <laughs> singing that line, and there's no sloppiness whatsoever. They're all, they're, it's like they're right. in, totally in sync. I, I agree with you. I, I think that that sound of that song harkens more back to, a, to the Lisa and Wendy harmonizing Susanna that you hear in those earlier records. And I think it does. I think that's... Prince knows how to use female vocals in his songs, particularly recorded. Where he has that effect—the effect that you just mentioned. But I think when you get to the live stage, to be honest, aside from Lisa, Wendy, and Susanna's, you know, sort of background vocals on his live shows, I don't think any of them are necessarily good singers. Uh, I would agree. Except for you know, obviously, the, you know, the Rosies and the Bonnie. But from the background vocal standpoint. None of them are necessarily that good, but on record they sound excellent. But I think that's yeah, more that, of Prince's. And that's trickery. what I was. That's what I was talking. Now, can I tell you who the worst one is? Go ahead. <clears throat> and I mentioned it. I mentioned it on the last show. That would be uh, Apollonia. Take me with. <laughs> yeah. Put put well, a bullet know, in, please. In, in terms of her being on that one song, I've never heard her. Excuse me, sing live with Prince. 
So I don't know what that sounds like. And if, so if she sounded that bad on the album, you know what she gonna sound like on stage. But I would now, I would go back and say that the girl that you picked originally, who? based off of that live performance, she would be the worst to me. Who's that? But she sounds good on the album. Well, they all sound oh, good Hannah. on the album. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Apollonia does not sound good when she sings with Prince on Take Me With You on the album. Well, that's now, arguable, but I think I think somebody who I've heard on the albums and I think is utilized very well that unfortunately doesn't translate to live setting is Brenda from uh, Vanity and Apollonia Six. If you listen to uh, Take Me With You and Seventeen Days and Manic Monday, you can hear her. You can hear her vocals back there, and it really complements the song. Unfortunately, live. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the other background vocalist I think would be the ultimate for Prince uh, is actually for me, Sheila E. I think her voice on a lot of his records, I love her voice. And even on her own stuff, I love her backgrounds. <laughs> when she does them, I just love her voice. And I'm so used to hearing it, I guess, is the other part. But I think she's a great background vocalist. Even on the live stuff, I, the little bit that she sort of adds to it, I like. Um, I'd, say, okay. I'd say for Sheila E to, to make that argument, listen to uh, Hold Me on the Sheila E album. Yeah, I mean, she's a, a great vocalist. She's not a super singer, but she pulls off her records excellently, in my opinion. Lastly, um, I have one other one. If I could make the band that I wanted, I would add this. Say, if this motherfucker can have a 20-horn section, well, then, God damn it, we can have a string section. And I would have that string section conducted. I know who you're going to say. About, I know there's only one name you can say. Well, there's two, but there's one. Claire Fisher. I would have Claire Fisher. I know he's passed away, but I'd have his son. But if I could have had the ultimate band, we would have had the string section as part of the show. That would have been ridiculous. But that's me. Yeah, that would have been great. That man. That'd be one hell of a bus. <laughs> well, like I say, if he can have the, all them horn players and all that, then they can have a, a good six-piece you know, string section. That would be awesome, man. Well, what songs do you envision him playing? Because I don't... I mean... Maybe my I don't have the, the the greatest discerning ear to pick up on the string usage in a lot of his songs. But which songs are you envisioning? Nothing well, compares to you. I mean, for some reason I wouldn't have horns playing every song either. But you got them there, right? I, 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 the songs they could again could start the show. It could be interludes. Of course, there are the iconic uh, songs that they could play in. Maybe they create new uh, pieces to go with some of these songs. It's a live show, so you can change things up and, and do different stuff. No different than Eric Leeds and them. A lot of the stuff when they came in, <clears throat> there wasn't real horns in a lot of those songs, but they yeah. created dope pieces to go with those songs. And I just think a string section would have been the kill. Imagine if they did the hit and run show and they had strings on there. Okay, well I'm gonna put you on the spot, sir, because this is this is what we do. Which songs in particular would you want to hear them strings on? Can I tell can I answer that question? Go okay. ahead, sir. <clears throat> I would pay any amount they they could just name their price. If I could just hear Claire Fisher and a, and a full orchestra play um, Venus Venus de Milo. There you go. <clears throat> I would be. That, you could kill me after yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, I would. Mean, I was gonna say I would love the uh, uh, movie version of Sometimes It Snows in April. Mm-hmm. Are there I, a lot of strings in that though? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a piano heavy. I don't. I can't hear strings. The the movie version at the the, the end of the movie. There there are more strings than that. 
I would I would have them depending on where this was, but if they started off the uh, hit and run tour with Christopher Tracy Parade as they do, but they had the strings, uh, it would be a head bust. You'd be like, God, the sound would be just so nuts. I mean, all of that shit, man. Even songs they don't have strings on, I would love to see. Uh, how, I would love them to do a door and, and throw some stuff on there. I would love to hear some of the funky stuff and they play some, you know, funk stabs, strings. And stuff. I mean, there's so much you could do. Yeah. I, I'll even surprise you guys and say, I would love to hear the orchestral version that that you do hear in Batman. You hear it when um, <clears throat> when Tim Basinger think first discovers uh, uh, Michael Keaton is is Batman in the Batcave, and you can hear strings playing the uh, symphonic version of Scandalous. Yes, <laughs> I would want to. I would want to hear that. You close deal to that, huh? <laughs> I, I want to hear that. <laughs> No, that's actually that's actually a good choice. You know, it was it was a while before I even caught that that's what that was. I'm like, oh damn, that's <laughs> just like a, you could barely hear electric chair. I don't know what happened between Tim Burton and and Prince in between the time that he asked him to do it and then putting the movie to, together because he, you know, with the exception of Trust and Party Man, he he underused that soundtrack. Well, he he um. I read in Rolling Stone years ago that he did not want to include. I remember the reporter asking, "Did it hurt you?" Was it painful including those songs by Prince? And, and he, he made it sound like he did not want to, but he was on a contract. I can see that. But I'm, yeah, I'm kind of confused with that because uh, he, used, I think it was wasn't it "Baby I'm a Star" and I forgot what the other song was that he initially put in the uh, the movie, and then that's what they came up with creating the the full soundtrack by Prince. Baby, "Baby I'm a Star" was used in the place of "Trust." So I Prince, that, that makes sense. So Prince just basically recreated a song, and if you kind of listen to them, they are kind of the same beat. Ah, gosh, I can't remember what he used for Party Man. I want to say it was 1999, but I might I might be wrong. But he did use a song while he was filming, and it was something else. And then Prince recreated it, basically. So. All right. Now, any other? Did you guys have any other call outs, positions before we wrap this thing up? Nope. How about Hype Man? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, well, I'm just curious, but you, I mean, obviously, you got to go with uh, Jerome. But uh, I know Mark would kill me if I said Wally Stafford, but I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> Wait, who's the guy on the? Uh, I want to say it was the Hit and Run tour. It was some, some, or maybe no, no, no. I think it was during the, uh, the Musicology tour. He had some hype man. I, I don't know who that was. He did. Oh, that was uh, that was Chance Howard. Keyboard that dude. Player. Yes, that dude. Oh, he, he was hella hood. Oh, okay, well, he seemed like a hype man to me because he was always shouting like, "Come on, get your hands up, everybody, get your hands up!" I'm like, but he sang too because he sang uh, uh, "Soul no Man." No, oh, diggity, diggity. Soul Man. He did a lot of songs actually. He's a very talented dude. Yeah, well, he need to be quiet though. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, shout I, out to Chance. He's a uh, he's on Facebook. He's, he's a I good guess dude. it's uh, Kendrick Lamar now, huh? Uh, no, no, hey, no, hold up, no, no. don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right well ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed that leave us your top picks for band members of prince dying to see what you guys think and what you thought about some of the stuff that we picked um as we always do going around the room q storm where can they find you well you might find me in a hotel tonight because i got uh, carbon monoxide fumes on my house 
and I'm sitting here with a coat on because they had to turn the heat off. So oh, so that explains some of your choices. All right. That- <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, hey, I got it. Hey, I got props on that one. You got me. My that explains scandalous. Okay. <laughs> Sean, Sean, get a good one and get a good one every now and then. Don't under. I try. I try. Uh, damn, what was the question? Where can, Where can they, they find, find you? They're <laughs> <laughs> on target. Discombobulated, huh? Uh, storm.com forward slash lightning strikes. I just put up a review of Selma just last night. Um, go to Facebook and find me under Michael Jones, Twitter QStorm three four seven six, and I wish that the public could could be a part of our uh, Facebook Messenger uh, posts <laughs> because uh, me and Ampu be coming in, but it's all good. All right, Ampu, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Pooh, as well as a new column, comic book theme column going up tomorrow at four one mania dot com. And uh, you can occasionally find me on uh, Twitter uh, for the podcast juice as well. I'll be, I'm still going through, I'm at season, the midpoint of season four of The Wire. All right. Sean Hill, where can they find you at? All right. You find me Twitter at Hill Street Views. Also Facebook, Sean Hill and Real Movie Talk. And the blog, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com, where I also have just posted a uh, review of Selma as well. So check that out. All right, and we're going to give shout-outs to Big Sexy and Sack, Big Ken, and Mr. Day Dropping. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for the listeners for listening. We will see you next time. Peace.